Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts. What's going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome to the post game show for the Buffalo Bills versus New York Jets. We got. Going to have a victory Monday tomorrow as we are celebrating the postgame victory here. Uh, the, J- the Buffalo Bills beat the Jets 20-12. I have the Hall of Famer, Ruben Brown, with me today. How you doing, Ruben? What's going on, man? I'm great, man. You know, the Bills win. It's going to be a victory Monday. Um, and... Uh, it's a good deal, especially, you know, it's it's that time to hunt for the playoff and playoff seeding and stuff like that. So that's very important for the Bills to win this game. It absolutely was. Um, it wasn't the prettiest game in the world, but it wasn't the prettiest conditions in the world either. Uh, you know, as we're going to go with you guys through uh, quarter by quarter about what happened in the game, you know, you, you take a look at the game in the opening quarter. It was it finished zero to zero ultimately, but um, a lot of misthrows on both sides. Um, you know, neither offense could really get it going. Uh, it seemed like they were adjusting to the weather conditions. Uh, what what is that like? Like, can you speak as, as a player? I'm sure you you can attest to it. But like, what is? Can you speak to how those rough weather conditions, especially in Buffalo, you know, can uh, you know, alter uh, offensive game plan? You know, these are the conditions where your running game and your rugged play has to be the staple of what um, carries you. Um, And I'm talking like rugged plays where Josh can't just stand back there and throw the ball because the wind's blowing, the ball's slippery, it's icy, wet conditions, you know, footing isn't ideal for receivers running routes and such. So um, it makes tough to stretch the field and get the ball down the field. So you have to rely on your ability to be uh, like consistent and and take like the short uh, plays. For example, when you're walking on slippery surfaces, uh, this is just a general person walking on a surface that might be slippery or icy or something like that. You take smaller steps, smaller step uh, space in your stride. You don't take your normal stride and step when the surface is dry and clear and there's nothing in the way where you could just run and you're free. When you're in conditions like today, you have to change the way you run so you don't slide and fall or slip so you can make cuts and turns so you're not as as quick and zippy as you would be in other conditions. And that goes in the favor a lot of times of, I would say, the lesser athletes, the athletes that don't have that quick change ability, you know, the guys like us, the offensive linemen that just can Big run straight. Yeah, this is ideal for us. This is ideal for a running game. Um, it's not ideal for a passing game because of the, you know, uh, Jim Kelly made it look easy, but it's not easy. So um, also it makes it tough uh, for a defense to pass rush. You know, the pass rushers can't, you know, get the footing and, you know, angles that they would normally get on a dry day. So, um, 
you know, it can it it could wreak havoc either way, but you have to be a really fundamentally sound team. Run the ball, possess the ball, hold it, don't turn over. No turnovers is, is really key in these situations, no matter what type of offense you run. And uh I would say that we did that today. No turnovers, you know, and in, in these conditions, the turnovers are really the factors which decide the games. I mean, you know. Uh, the weather helps uh, loosen that ball or make that ball come out. So they did not turn the ball over, which is, I hate to say it, but it's a little uncharacteristic of these Bills <laughs> to not have a single turnover. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. In itself, you know, you did what you had to do versus what turns out to be a pretty good team. You got to give it to the Jets. They mm-hmm. are a pretty decent team. Like, they're not not for real, you know, so mm-hmm. – uh, shout out to, to the Jets. Uh, played a really, really good game. But uh, let's let's keep at it. You know, early in that first half, you, you know, Josh was running the ball, mm-hmm. designed QB runs, things like that. We saw James Cook didn't have the best game in the world, but Devin Singletary was consistent with just mm-hmm. over four and a half yards per carry. Um, yeah. and, and so you said they didn't turn the ball over. How'd you feel about them running the football after they realized the passing it was not going to work? Ah, man, it's still lacking for me. You know, I still think that, you know, there is the offensive coordinator is really going to make it break this team down the stretch Um, because we know the gimme is definitely letting Josh, you know, get back there, decipher the defense. And if he has to take off and run, run with the ball, great. But the offensive coordinator, has to give Josh a weapon and the ability to call run plays that which Josh isn't running the ball that are effective. You know, so many times the run plays that are called, they get blown up at the line. And I think that's just bad coaching and not giving Josh uh, maybe the knowledge to say, hey, this play looks like it's a little overmatched for our offense or they have a leverage on us. Let's change it up and go in a different direction where we have a better advantage. And that's a part of the run game that no one ever really talks about, just just what the quarterback can do to get out of a bad play or a play that will end up being a tackle for loss. And we see that too much in the NFL right now that the quarterback cannot or the offensive coordinator doesn't give the quarterback the ability or the knowledge to adjust the run and still run. You know, everybody hears the call, oh, they adjust to another pass or another pass. That's easy. This adjust to another run, which will make you way more effective you know, because you know you got the ability to pass to all the weapons we have. But uh, I think our running game was just a little bit lacking. And it's par for the course, Justice, because we rely on Josh all the time for everything, you know. And my little rant right here, my little thing, what I'm talking about right here is just the coordinator having a concerted effort to say, we're going to run the ball. But it's not with Josh. You know, we're going to get, let's say, 18 runs or more from our running backs, not our quarterback, which, hey, if Josh runs 10 times and gets 80 yards, I mean, yeah, awesome. You know, but we need some run that actually is a little bit more uh, run design, not uh, run after the fact. Oh, your volume. Your volume went out. Yeah, I I had it muted by accident. Um, But, you know, you take a look at Josh Allen and uh, he (laughs) – Josh had a – he had an interesting game today, right? Um, They're closing out the second half. Of course, he had, you know, the the touchdown throw to Dawson Knox, who made a pretty impressive play. Uh, Josh Allen had jumped over someone. Uh, mm-hmm. In order to get a first down on that play, when you see plays like that from Josh, he he hurdled another person. Yeah. Like, 
What do you think about the the Josh hurdles and in, in air getting airborne? Man, I I love those. Let's say if we're in the playoffs, <laughs> win. You know, and like there's no tomorrow, but when there is a tomorrow at that this point in the season, there's a tomorrow. We we will have another game until the season is done. And during the season, that's why I call for, hey, man, let's get someone else to run the ball and jump in the air because our dual threat quarterback, we don't we we love that he has that you know, tenacity and that energy to run down the field and jump over people and sacrifice itself because I know that's inspiring to the rest of the team. But at the same time, this guy throws the ball for him. <laughs> you know, we need him to throw it to to uh, Diggs. You know, if he runs down there running the ball and jumps in the air and comes down awkward, now we don't have him throwing anymore, you know. And then probably he could come down awkwardly and, and and limit his running ability. So I worry just for that reason. Do I love it? I love it. I love that he puts himself out there and goes for the win and goes for every inch and fight for it. But I just wish he'd be a little bit smarter, maybe some slides, you know, Get down a little. He actually early. did slide today. Like, <laughs> he, he, he did slide today, and I was, I was like, "Huh." I wonder yeah, when, like, slide. he decides, you know, to and yeah. not to slide, because, like, mm -hmm. at one moment you could jump over somebody, and the next moment you slide in against the corner. I don't. Josh is an enigma. He, he yeah, really is an interesting yeah. character. <laughs> he has the physical size to be that running guy and take those hits and everything. But I just worry. I'm an offensive lineman. I worry about our quarterback. We want to keep him upright and healthy and give him the ability to throw the ball. That's what his, his main goal back there is, to get everything going in the right place and throw the ball down the field. When, he, when it comes to jumping over people, I'd much rather see him jumping over someone for the win in the Super Bowl then jumping over for the win over the Jets and went, you know, early in the season. You know season, what? I, I, was, I was watching I Am Athlete, and they had a Cam Newton for a, a live episode, right? And yeah. Cam Newton actually, he mentioned Josh Allen in, the, in the, the little example he gave, but he said that the worst injuries in his career had came from when he was in the pocket because he couldn't protect himself. He says, uh, when, you're, when you're a runner, your antennas are up. And yeah. you're able to brace for things or slide, you know, when to protect yourself. He says that uh, a lot of times for those natural running quarterbacks like your Lamar Jacksons and Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts, and he mentioned Josh Allen by name, um, you know, he says that it, <laughs> when you're when you're in those positions to run the football, you're more comfortable because you're not at the mercy of other, you know, Absolutely, you can't control. You know, he's he's one hundred percent right on that in that aspect. You know, when you're a runner, you're you get to be the aggressor. You know, you kinda can choose your hit. You know, whereas when you're in the pocket, these are unseen hits. You don't see it. Somebody rolls up on you from behind, and you're planted in the ground. You're not moving per se. Whereas when you're running the ball, yeah, you're you're aggressively moving and, and know that the attackers are coming and you can deliver a blow to brace and help yourself. Um, the, the problem with Josh is the jumping in the air. <laughs> you know, running through someone is a little different than jumping in the air and then you got to come down acrobatically and, and land out awkwardly. So... Um, for, for, for those of you who didn't see it, I, was, I, I got the play for you guys. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like creature from a different planet going, uh oh, I can't. Nope, nope. And <laughs> I mean, he spins. Watch this right here. There's 180. Wow. 270. See, I, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Now awkward, 
you know, it's, it's one thing if he lowers his shoulder and bracing and delivering a blow, that's foot real football right there. That's real football. Now, jumping up in the air, that's some reckless football. <laughs> you know, you jump in the air in the football on the football field, ooh, you you really giving yourself up. And but listen, that action is so inspirational. If I'm out there on the football field and my quarterback jumps up and goes to get yardage that way, you got to believe I'm going to be laying it out for him um, the rest of the game and, and and being inspired by him. So, you know, I, I just have the worry. You know, I, I'm almost sounding like a parent here. Hey, man, <laughs> <laughs> get down early. But but I'm happy when he survives something like that. We love that about him. I wouldn't want him to take that out of his game. I just would like the coaches to help take that out of the game for him where, you know, we got some rugged running backs. Give him a chance to to do some of that. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Give those guys, you know, a, a little more opportunity. They deserve it. I feel like they've worked hard enough and shown enough to show that they can be trusted with the football in their hands. You know, if Devin Singletary is giving you almost five a pop, I mean, you know, why not go back to them a little more? But yeah, yeah. Uh, the, 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 before the half, that half was, you know, culminized in a very nice drive, uh, mm -hmm. one that they didn't really see all day. Uh, it, it, it feel like it kind of clicked, and I don't know what it is, but it seems like that is not uh, unusual with this offense, right? Like uh, they maybe not play well for most of the, maybe they'll like have like one really good drive to open a game, and then mm -hmm. not play well until like right before the end of the half. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know what it is about them, but that drive was culminated by this play by Dawson. Like creature from a different. Planet going, uh oh, I can't. No, Allen, he's got heat on this one. He's got Knox. Oh, look at that somersault for a touchdown. That might be better than Josh oh, Allen. It is. That was incredible. Oh, it looks like he got twisted sideways and got broken half. Oh, man. Wow, the heart. That was so big. And guess what? You want to know the difference in this game? Getting them to draw, draw them offside. C.J. Mosley, you gave them life, and he is in. That pump up that that's, yeah. Oh my goodness! Ah, that's amazing. So what? what <laughs> it's different, right? Because that's yeah. a, that's a tight end. You know, I yeah, love Dawson, he's supposed but, to do. He yeah, expected exactly. to get tossed around and and yeah. throw his body around like that, you know. Um, but listen. I, I I really like that uh, Josh is able to find these different guys, and we got guys that can uh, be, uh, I would say, dependable in our passing game. And Josh can make throws all over the field in every area that the defense may miss. You know, the defense today played a really good job of whether it was man, whether it was zone. You know, they made it tough for Josh to find the receivers. But, you know, it's it's one thing to get them covered for a little bit. It, it only takes one play with this Bills offense to really get them on the right track. It, they can sputter and sputter, like miss, miss uh, passes, you know, and the pass be either behind or in front or, you know, something like that. But when they click, it's really a thing where Josh isn't just throwing to digs. Josh is hitting everybody when it's clicking. All the receivers kick. I'm sure you saw, I think, even in that series, if I'm not mistaken, McKenzie had a really good catch and then a really tough drop or something within that series. Yeah. And then, you know, he came back, he had a big catch, and then you get – um Knox for that great catch and great play after the catch. So um, we got the players to do it. Everybody can do it. It's just uh, them figuring out when they have a formidable defense over there that who is going to, who, where is Josh going to find it? Because I know 
he they, everyone in the stadium thinks he drives back first place looking his digs all the time. You know, but the off I mean the defense is uh, as you see what the Jets have done, the Jets have been the one that said, Nope, you're not gonna throw the digs all day. <laughs> you go, you're gonna find somebody else. And no problem for the Buffalo Bills because our quarterback can find other guys. Other guys can't catch. You see, they're not as not all of them are as consistent as Diggs, but they all can catch and and do damage enough. And all of them have been contributing. Everybody, even the running backs, have been contributing in the passing game. The passing game. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you you speak to you know take away Diggs. Sauce Gardner had a lot to do with that. Uh, the Jets, like we said, it they're not bad. They they have a. Uh, they got some real good young talent over there. Um, you know, Sauce Gardner is looking like a, a baller. Uh, Garrett Wilson is looking like a baller. You know, they, they've got some a lot of rookies. One of them got the punt block. Like, I, you know, they got – and that running back looked pretty good too. Uh, the Jets are, are clearly building something over there. It's not just a fluke. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's not illogical. Like, I'm not like – you know, mm. doing a hot take when I say Mike White looks better than Zach Wilson has ever looked. Ooh, you know, man. So, did you see some throws that he yeah, made? That is Ooh, I'm like, hey, Buffalo, next year you better have a running game because yeah. that dude is actually better than I thought he was. He dropped dimes today. And, do, you and think, do you think he could take that, that spot away from Zach Wilson? Like that job? Possibly. I I think I think it should he should have an opportunity to because I saw some throws today and tight spot. What is like third and ten, third yep. and something plus? And he not only threw a, out a, a, in a dime spot. It's that's from a, the opposite hash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, no. When you yeah. see that. When you, I'm I'm a football player, and we don't. I don't been on the field with Steve McNair, Peyton Manning. I don't seen the best. And when a really good quarterback, when a quarterback, any kind, throws a dime on the field, you hear everybody on the field go. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when he, he threw that dime today, I saw that. I said, "Ooh!" And to follow it up, Tony Tony Romo them were talking about it too. Tony was like, "Oh, that's special right there." Yeah. I was like, "I said, I know that's special." I, I you if you play enough football, you know when that happens. And I think that kids got something. They definitely are fortunate to have two capable quarterbacks. But you know. Um, something that the Bills will have to deal with down the road. Um, and I think we got the equipment and the people to 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 take care of that. But definitely, that makes you say, all right, these guys are not, as you said earlier, they're not a fluke. Yeah, absolutely. And I listen, guys, go out to a football field and stand on the opposite hash and, and yeah. throw the ball to the opposite sideline. See how far that throw is. That's, that's, that's a really good throw. Um, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so the Bills, they, you know, we're winning at halftime, seven to zero. And then third quarter, we, we got some real action. Uh mm -hmm. the Jets came up or came out. I think they had a turnover from. on that. You said what? Oh, what well, the Jets scored right after the Bills scored, right? Yeah, they, yep, yep, yep. So uh Tyler Bass came out, kicked the field. No, actually, the Jets got the touchdown first. Yeah, the Jets scored. Uh, yeah, they came out in the second half and they got their touchdown. Uh, that that kid, Zonovan Knight, on a thirteen-yard touchdown run. He he's pretty good. Uh, then you know Josh Allen had a five-yard touchdown run uh, on another design run. So funny enough, I tweeted, you know, like for the love of God, please stop with the you know design QB runs, and I don't not mean that you know what i mean i still mean it but yeah. at the same time i understand when it can be valuable but let it be valuable when it's valuable i don't need a you know up the middle qb run on second and 13 that yeah. i don't know that just doesn't make sense to me and it never works so it baffles me why they keep doing it um 
But a, a QB run like that, a design run when you're five yards out of the end zone, I get that. And no, Josh no. Allen is a dangerous, dangerous enough runner to make that happen, and he does it often. So, you know, even the, the whole sweep around the, the edge, um, mm. I don't hate those plays either, but the, the design QB run up the middle really bothers me. Um, I hate that. You know, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. But I agree with you. You know, I was very a big fan of Steve McNair when he played. And he was very effective when at when they got in the 10 yard line or the five, you're like, oh well, they're gonna run that QB <laughs> right up the gut. And one of the times, one of the one of the three or four shots they got to get in the end zone, and they 10 yards or five, you guarantee if they five yards out, they they doing that play. And it's impossible, almost impossible to stop down there on the 10 five yard line going in um and the only way to really effectively stop it is if you got a badass defensive line that can get back there make some pressure or something other than that everybody pass rush their lanes you drop back cover qb walking watch watch the old steve mcnair film he every time he's at the five yard line they did it uh, i like it i like it um, and I think it's necessary, just like a QB sneak in, in a, in a one-yard, yard, short yardage situation, and you know, you're on fourth down. I, I get it. I, I'm all for that type of play, and I'm all for that, um, the uh, QB draw sneak, like you say, in, in the appropriate situation. But just makes me – I'm being an offensive lineman now. I'm not a coach anymore. I'm just talking offensive line. Boy, it ticks me off that we can't give the ball to our running back or our fullback and let them get one, two yards, fall over in the end zone for us. You know, I really, I, I really, like I said, that QB draw sweep, you know, thing is awesome when the game's on the line. But when you take middle of the season, this point in time in the season, right? Getting playoff ready, possibly home field advantage ready. You know what I mean? That QB sneak is much more valuable in the playoffs when it's a little bit more unexpected or, hey, they it's use that handoff to the fullback or they yes. use the drive back and throw a quick pass out to the side and stuff like that were I, you were you on the team when drew bledsoe did that with marshawn lynch no no when he, yeah 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 no no i would have been screaming <laughs> <laughs> i always remember that play <laughs> i was screaming no no i was screaming in the super bowl game when uh seattle lost and they should have ran the ball and they passed it instead. Um, honestly, what was the game against um, the the Ravens? The Ravens ended up winning, and they could have ran the, the opposing team, could have ran the ball, but they passed it instead and lost the game. Uh, was that the 49ers against Ravens? Who played the Ravens in their last Super Bowl that they won? I forget. But anyway, yep, that was the 49ers. Yeah. That was the Harbaugh Bowl. It's it's so many times when you know the modern day football minds they pass the ball instead of running it. When at the end of the day, this game started by pushing the ball ahead one yard, and it's man on man. You know, you run up into the pile and turn your legs and push forward for that that inch. And that's really what football is. And that, that's what really galvanizes a team and makes a team feel like it's a team opposed to individual. You know, you can drop back and pass to a guy wide open and then, you know, there's no glory for the rest of the team. You know, it's just the guy that threw the ball and the guy that kept, caught it. Whereas you run that ball up in there, mash it up into a pile. Now you, you got the old lines a part of that. You know, the running is part of that. The whole group 
gets to be a part of pushing the ball forward and moving moving forward momentum so i i'd really like more concerted efforts to you know give a, a just a dive straight downhill you know man on man turn around hand the ball off get one yard and that should be practiced every day by a team practice that every day just one yard turn around hand the ball off go over every scenario that they could break down that uh that front to cause you trouble and overcome and figure out a way to just turn around hand the ball off get one yard that's it do you do you think this offensive line as currently constructed is capable of doing that uh let's say six times out of ten absolutely <clears throat> absolutely this this is a rugged team um i think they've developed offensively uh offensive line um over the year um dawkins and sappho's done an outstanding job sappho's definitely you know my choice for like pro bowl type player this year because he's been consistent all year long he hasn't been out of the lineup um he's been rugged and blocking and picking up blitzes um but when these guys are given a chance to be run blockers, they do a good job. Now, today was tough sledding for them. They had, they had a, a, a tough defense in front of them, uh, made it difficult. But it wasn't something that they couldn't have overcome given more opportunities, I think. Uh, and I think that is what's been there, I would say, if it's an Achilles heel or just the thing that – isn't all right with the offensive line. I think it's just they haven't given the offensive line enough opportunities to actually just come off the ball and run. Yeah, I yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, I just I just want to see a more creative run scheme. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yes, I do need them to be able to get a yard if I need a yard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What happened to just turn the ball around, handing yeah. it off to Sean Alexander and him just going okay. and getting the yard or Marshall Falk and him just going and getting the yard. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, we do need that. But also apart from that, we also need a more creative run scheme uh, because I, I have to disagree a little bit. I don't know if this offensive line is – is capable of doing it six times out of ten right now, right? Uh, like maybe if they practiced it and like made it a more concerted effort of being a power run team, I think so. And honestly, if I have Josh Allen at quarterback, I'm not. I I would have a power run offensive line. Yeah, like I don't know why you would have a a, a zone offensive line. Yeah, like. Yeah. You know, I because if I look at a power run offensive line with a great quarterback, I'm looking at Peyton Manning. Thank Josh you. Allen could Thank be Peyton Manning behind a great offensive Thank line, and then Thank still also have the the athletic aspects of his his you know uh, game. So that always confused me. Um, mm -hmm. So I you know I would I would like to see you know the I agree. Line step up a little bit. Um, all right, so closing out, you know the. The third quarter, the Bills get a field goal. Then they come back in the fourth quarter and score a field goal. And it looks like they pretty much got the game tucked away there at 20-7. to seven. And then uh, the punt, Jermaine Johnson, of course, uh, the, the just rookie, got a safety, made it a two-score game at 9-20. to 20, And uh, Greg Zerline kicked the field goal uh, with a minute 18 left. Now, Jets had fourth and one. They're down by... Uh, 11 points. So I at least need a touchdown and a two-point conversion. That is the bare minimum of what I need, right? It's fourth and one. You're at your opponent's, I don't know, it was something like the seven-yard line or something like that. Mm -hmm. Do you go for that, or do you take the points there? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm not there, you know. And um, money on the line. I'm such a gambler. I I gotta go for the for the one and and try to get more. You know, I'm not that conservative. And when it comes to football, I play for the win. You know, I I usually go for it every time. I'm sorry if you played me on Madden, you'd be sick. <laughs> you'd be like, man, you don't never give him no. Every one is a chance. Yeah. You know, so 
I may not be the right person for that. And I'm glad I played on a team where other people could make those decisions for me because I know um, uh, Oakland Crutes and I used to joke all the time. Like we were sitting in a group, everyone's talking about, you know, decision-making and everything. And he would always be in the group and he'd say, there's one guy in this room that I know exactly what he's going to do every time and he goes anytime it's fourth fourth and one this guy is going for it and i know the play he's gonna run he's gonna run an iso and yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. right up the middle <laughs> yeah everybody's like, and everybody turned to look like it's gotta be ruben because that's all ruben talked about and that, that's just me you know if i was a coach and you were coaching against me you'd be like oh hell he'll come to iso you know because i play the game different you know and i'm like listen we came to win you know and we came to go for it and i'm gonna beat you or you would have beaten me that's how i'm not gonna walk away from the game like well we we methodically did that. Nah, nah. We on four for one times clicking. It's like kicking and going to overtime. Nope. I'm going now. Because <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen later. I'm greedy. I got to get it today. I can't get it tomorrow because I don't know if I'm going to be alive tomorrow. You know, I don't know what's tomorrow. Today I got this chance. I'm taking this chance. I'm taking, forget the field goal. I'm, I, and, um, is that the right decision? You got to know the pulse of your team in order to do that. So I say that if I'm, if you have my pulse, if your team's heart beating like my team beating, we going for it and we taking it. <laughs> we, ain't going, we ain't kicking no damn field goal. Fuck the analytics. We're going to win. This ain't soccer and this ain't Europe. We in the US of A where we go for the goal, <laughs> you know. We don't play around. So, I mean, what do you think? I I think that any players out there listening that might be coached by Ruben Brown one day, you better come with it because <laughs> he's going to trust you emphatically and you better not mess up. Um, I, 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 I tend to agree with you there. If you're the Jets, you know, you're the Jets. You know what I mean, and and although you're playing extremely well, you're the Jets. You know you you gotta you gotta take a little risk, and yeah, uh, you you're Robert Sala right now. You're already exceeding expectations. Oh, Nobody's yeah. gonna fault you for losing a game to the Buffalo Bills, like you know, what I mean? on the road in the Bills on house. the road yeah. in on. terrible weather. Bro, take a little chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, okay. bro, show show your team that you trust them. Show your quarterback. That was undrafted. Yes. You know, that's coming in and playing amazing for you, throwing 300 yards uh, in the last couple games, the last two games. Today, he was 27 to 44 with 268 and no turnovers. And he got smacked. He got (laughs) smacked like two or three times, got up and still kept going. That boy was special today. I I mean, as much as I don't want to give credit to the other team, he was special today. Yeah, the jet the Jets definitely made me walk away saying, uh-oh, there, there's some competition. It, it this it ain't no just Miami and just what what will Belichick put together and get out there. It's actually like, uh-oh, the Jets is in here to play too, which is good. We need that type of push and, and, and stuff in our because then we're not only looking forward to KC every year. There you go. You know? There you go. That gets you ready. Absolutely. So the Buffalo Bills did end up winning the game uh, after, you know, the, the Jets did take that field goal. Uh, they did get the ball back, but, you know, they. Yeah. Really. So um, Buffalo Bills get the win. They moved to 10 and three. This is the first time in, let's see, 29 years, two mm-hmm. years before I was born. So uh, wow. 29 years that the Bills have had four consecutive 10-win seasons. Oh, wow. So we are in the golden era of, of Buffalo Bills football. Um, and, and you know what? 
I was going to show you this on one of my podcasts or whatever later, but I feel like it's important for me to say, right? Buffalo Bills fans, we got to learn how to be winners. You know, yeah. um, I, I see the anxiety. I see the, 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 what, in, impatience, you know, in, in our fan base. We want the Super Bowl right now, like, you know, and I understand that. I do too. Yeah. But let's, we, listen, <laughs> we have a generational quarterback, not a top 10 quarterback, Thank not you. a number one draft pick. We Thanks. have a generational, comes once or twice every 30, 40 years type of quarterback and like a, a, a GM who clearly does voodoo or some type of magic, um, a, a head football coach who is tough can, can, you know, turn around the locker room, can change a community. He changed ours. Yeah. Right? Let's, let's get those guys the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Um, they've done nothing but hit on draft picks. They've developed players like if they need to win a tough game in the rain to the New York jets, you know, or if, you know, the fail Mary happens or the game against Vikings happen, does it suck in real time? Absolutely. But, mm-hmm. like, people jumping off the bandwagon, Sean McDermott can't win a Super Bowl. He doesn't have what it takes. Like, let's tone it down, guys, all right? You know, four-game win streak for the Buffalo Bills. I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember when the Bills would be, like, four and seven going into uh, you know, <laughs> week 12. Three and 13. Three and thirteen. So, like, come on, guys. Let's let's be a little more gracious, um, you know, with how we perceive this team on a week to week basis because they are out there doing their playing their hardest. Um, actually, Ruben, real quick, wait, can you speak to that? Like, when a team or when your team has a bad week and it feels like everybody in the world turns on you, like, what what is like that? What is that like from a, a player's perspective? It just shows the frustration of the fans and the impatience, like them being impatient, you know, and it can get under a player's skin, you know, because, you know, I've run into fans of teams like, like growing up, I used to be like a couple of my friends were Tampa Bay Buccaneer and, and New Orleans Saints fans. I'm like, really? <laughs> you want to be one of them. And I'm talking the creamsicle um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. that didn't win any games. I'm talking the New Orleans Saints teams that they they call the Aints. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people we're not famous for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got a way better tradition. Yeah, we didn't win the four Super Bowls, but yes, we went to four Super Bowls. Exactly. Executively. Exactly. Every franchise in the NFL would be lying to say, oh, I just would want one. Bullshit. Four in a row is unprecedented and unheard of and probably will never be done again like a a perfect season. Um, So... I, I get frustrated when I hear fans be that type of frustrated because you really should be happy that you have a competitive team on a consistent basis that gives you the hope for a, a Super Bowl win every year. Everyone knows it's only one team that wins the Super Bowl every year. And you add them up, not, you know, not one team is winning all of them. It's spread around the league. Everybody's got one or, or had one or something like that. So, you know, patiently sit back and enjoy the team and enjoy when you actually have good people there and, and just be happy for it because we we didn't have a good GM. We didn't have a good head coach. We didn't have a good starting quarterback. Now we got all three. And all right, you play a tough game to an upstart team. You you lose a tough game here and there, but your team overall is sitting 10 and three. Stop with the bullshit and stop crying. You know what I mean? Celebrate your team. Be happy that you're in the hunt. You know, get excited for the future because – 
this, like you said, Josh is a generational quarterback. He's going to be here for you. If he don't, and man, I'm not throwing anything in the in the air. This year isn't the only year we're looking to win the Super Bowl with him. <laughs> Come on. We <laughs> so, have a GM that literally built a perennial winner for us along you. with a generational quarterback. Like, thank you. Let's <laughs> let's let's get real and let's calm down and and you know stop drinking so much. Damn it. <laughs> Smoke more weed. I think that'll help you out. <laughs> you know, I'll let them. Everybody out there getting drunk, and you know, I listen. I, I don't think there's a person on the planet that don't drink as much alcohol as I've drinking. So, I mean, I know what it's like when you had a little too many drinks. Your emotions get with you, and you start talking trash that you really don't need to be talking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, if you smoke, now you're gonna be a little bit more. Thought out about yeah, your yeah. comments. You ain't gonna be perspective. Yeah, yeah. You, you, ain't, you ain't gonna just fly off and be like, "Oh, for McDermott and Johnson, they they ain't right, man. They need to go." If you smoke, you're gonna be more like, "You know what? That was a hard fought game." <laughs> <laughs> they played their hardest. You know what, man? You know, I'm glad they pulled that out, man. Yeah, you, know, you drunk, you'd be like, ah, they should have blew him out. They should have yeah. tore him out. They, it was wrong with him, you know. So, so yeah. let's it, let's let's get it in perspective here. Smoke more weed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, the Buffalo Bills are got another home game. You know, that's the benefit to when your first eight games are like full of away games and you got to go on a roll week after week after week but on the back end of the season you get to stay home a, a lot and uh you know win these games in front of the home fans right so i, I think the, the nfl just wanted to see a lot of snow games because they gave us craps on the home <laughs> yeah. game in like november december january so uh next up we have the miami dolphins uh shout out to everybody in the comment section as well shout out to all you guys watching Please make sure you guys slap yeah. that like button and subscribe. Um, For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So next up, we got the fish. Uh, they play tonight versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I was going to say San Diego. Yep. Uh, they play against the Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert and those guys. Um, Justin Herbert, the the top five quarterback that can't seem to you know win games yeah. on a consistent basis. I don't know. Uh, what do you think? First of all, before I get to next week, what do you think the Dolphins can do tonight versus? I mean, the Chargers don't suck, but they definitely don't win as many games as they should. Yeah, they got Khalil Mack over there and everything. Also, totally. It definitely is an underachieving team at the beginning of the season with all their transactions and what we thought Hubbard, Hubert's uh, progression would be, they, they seem like they would be a formidable team, but they haven't gotten all the pieces together, you know, what, whatever the reasons are. Um, the uh, Dolphins, on the other hand, I think what they had a tough game the week before, and, and uh, I think two us Got a little banged up, but he's back out there. He's been consistent. He's a good player. You know, the guys are uh, is, is top-notch talent, and I don't think they should have too much trouble beating the Chargers. I think it'll be a hard-fought game, but I don't think they – overall, they'll kind of be like this game here that the Bills just played with the Jets. I think it'll be a tight back-and-forth here, but the edge – the, the winning edge would be over on Miami's side just because, you know, um, Tua's playing with a full deck over there. He's got a lot of weapons. And, you know, that defense for Miami can get after the ball and, and make things happen. Yeah, absolutely. And um Ben, so one of my favorite, uh, you know, uh, supporters is is my guy, Spin. He, he's in the comment section all the time. He says – can't blame Herbert for the Chargers' woes like that. Chargers have been having this problem for the past 20 years. Go on paper, but have this crazy ability to choke all the time. 
That's fair. Even back when, like Marty, you know what? It's the cult. It's the curse of Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, it's the curse of Marty Schottenheimer. You had a coach that went thirteen and three, yeah. got a buy. Yeah, you know, he fired. Yeah, nah. I was like twelve years old when that happened, and I'll never forget that. I was like, "Are y'all serious? Like, yeah. just because he couldn't, you know, because he lost in the playoffs, like, you know?" And and that actually goes back to what you were saying about four straight Super Bowls. Okay, they couldn't get it done at the end of the season, but week after week after week of winning, you get to feel this in real time. You know what I mean? Yes. You get four or five years of, you know, yes. you you going to work happy on Monday. You yes. know, uh, 14 out of 16 weeks or 12 yes. out of 16 weeks. You know what I mean? Like there's equity in that, you know. That's so uh, yeah. it's the it's the coach, it's the curse of Coach Marty Schoenheimer. And I, I don't I don't put it on Herbert. You know what I mean? I do understand that it's bad luck is bad coaching is you know bad execution. Okay, cool. But Justin Herbert is like anointed. You know, the same way Nick Wright feels about Josh Allen, who's actually proved it in the postseason and in the regular season, just Justin Herbert has it. You know, um, if if Josh Allen was six and six right now, I don't care how badly his team around him was playing, mm-hmm. you are blaming Josh Allen. Patrick oh. Mahomes, I don't care how badly his team is playing, you are blaming Patrick Mahomes. And if you're gonna be in that conversation with those guys, you gotta win. You gotta win. You gotta win. So you know that's all I can say about them. But um, all right. So you think the Dolphins should have no trouble beating the Chargers? So next week we're gonna have our live podcast at the Mafia House. It's gonna be a good one. Um, you know, prime yeah. time Saturday night in Buffalo. I mean, mm-hmm. what are you expecting from the Bills versus Dolphins? Just I think the, the energy is gonna be high. I mean, we were thinking about this at the early part of the season. Even even when the Bills played Miami first in part of the season, it was a lot of hype to the game. And I I don't know about you, but I think we all were kind of bringing it to the fact that the the most formidable team in the AFC East was the Dolphins, you know? And so it's turned out to be that case. Um, just like the Jets, the, the 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 Dolphins got a win on the Bills, but you know they it was a rugged one for them to be able to pull off. And at this point in time in the season, the Dolphins wouldn't be able to uh, doesn't they don't have the ability to win the game the way they won it last time. Um, but yet they are an improved team. Uh, and the Bills seem to have some little glitches that could, you know, make this game seem a lot tighter than what I would have felt some time ago. Now I think this is going to be a dogfight. I think this is going to be a battle. Uh, I think I think a lot of fur going to fly in this one. It's going to be an exciting game. And, I mean, w- the Bills – should win at the end of the day, but it's going to be a hard fought win. It's not going to be an easy, just, you know, roll your helmet out there. Uh, the defense is going to have to show up in, in ways that they, uh, they're going to have to orchestrate some, some serious defense out there. Uh, Rousseau is going to have to show up big time for us, uh, which he did today. He did a great job. What he, what he had two sacks against the Jets here, here today. Oh, Rousseau was a problem today. Yeah, he was a I mean, he was a beast, and we get that. So was Oliver. Uh, so was yeah. Milano, for that matter. And so, Jordan, the defense played well. Just put it that way. We yeah. get those guys to show up and play like that come Saturday. It'll be a great day to squish the fish. Um, but if any of that isn't there, you know what they have over there. So um, we respect all of the weapons that they have, and they are slightly improved since the last time we played them. They yeah. made some trades and things, so it's going to be a bomb burner um, come Saturday. I don't th- expect the Bills to easily walk out there on the field and just take this one because I think the Bills are the better team. The Bills are going to have to show the stuff that – they believe they have that would make them a Super Bowl team 
They're going to have that show, that type of stuff, this coming Saturday. All right. Looking at this game next Sunday, you have Tua Tungavailoa from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Went to school Hawaii. Dan went to school at Alabama, mm-hmm. which ain't a cold place at all. Guy mm-hmm. plays in Miami. You're going to be in Buffalo December, mid-December mm-hmm. at nighttime. I mean, you know, and not only that, but their main weapons happen to be both wide receivers. They can run the ball, don't get me wrong, but their, like, game-breaking talent is at the wide receiver position. Do you think Tua is going to have enough oomph to to be able to to get those guys involved? In his throws, at least. It's going to be tough. I, I, I wait to make that comment on the day of the game and see the weather and yep. and, and determine that because well, our is nice <laughs> yeah see you you just stated a whole bunch of things like for example let's put if it if the shoe is on the other foot let's say josh was playing for miami and he's coming into buffalo but yet he played in wyoming and I'll be like, all right, that's a wash. A kid knows how to play in bad weather. You know, he went to went to college in Wyoming. You know, it's probably no brainer that he can he can handle Buffalo weather. You know, vice versa. Tua, how many snow games? <laughs> or or cold cold weather or brutal uh, extreme temperature weather games has he experienced? Um, that's a factor. People can try all they want to pretend it's not. It's a factor. Um, uh, just like I talked to you about today, the footing when the when the snow or icy condition, when the the rain turns to freezing rain, it, it, the ground isn't normal slick anymore. It's a little bit slipperier. So. Um, how will he handle those conditions? He has never experienced anything like the Buffalo weather. Um, and, you know, uh, they will have to rely on, you know, shorter passing game and a running game in order to get going. Just like we will. We're going to have to rely on our running game to a degree and passing game, even though Josh can you know, get back there and chuck the ball down the field in the wind and cold weather. But, you know, uh, it's going to be tough for both teams. That weather is, regardless, you know, what gives us the advantage is just severe defensive play and the ability to to get these little necessary yardage, you know, in the short game. You know, it's not dropping back and throwing big bombs down the field. It's the short, consistent plays that you can make over and over when you're in inclement weather. That's what makes you the winning team opposed to, you know, just being able to manage and get one big shot down there and score a touchdown. No, you got to get that a whole bunch of little short passes and little two, three, four yard runs and, you know, or, or, you could just call Ricky Williams up and tell him it's snowing and playing at Buffalo and motherfucker going to run for 300. (laughs) (laughs) I used to tease Kiko and uh, London them about that so much. I was like, damn, guys, get out of his damn way. Maybe he'll run and fall over. (laughs) They were like, fuck you, Ruben. You ain't shit. <laughs> I said, I said oh God, God damn, man. Get out that boy's way. <laughs> you see, as as a Buffalo Bills Bills purist, like yeah. stuff like the anecdotes like that is hilarious. You know, like yeah. those are cool because I remember watching Takeo's bikes and oh, you know, man. London Fletcher out there on the field. So like oh, to, to hear things like that is pretty, pretty cool. I can't I said, damn. I said <laughs> That boy done got in the Hall of Fame on y'all. They were like, fuck you, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know I listen, that that's the beauty. Like when we play sports, you know, our teammates, 
you know, they'll use something that you messed up on to dig at you, to, to mess with you a little bit. But it only is to inspire you to come back and, you know, and the next day, you know, if they do something well, they coming back and they telling me, they let me know, you know what I mean? So it only inspires good competition and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I just love when those situations come up. And that was a special night, man. Whew. We should have still won that game, too. Well, I mean, if they running the ball the entire time, I mean, you can't have scored a ton, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Justice, I appreciate it, man. It's all good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, This has been a great show. Uh, Again, the Buffalo Bills defeat the New Jersey Jets 20 to 12, and uh, they move to 10 and 3. Still the number one seed in the AFC East. And by the way, score alert. The Denver Broncos have 21 points to the Kansas City Chiefs 27, and the Denver Broncos have the ball. So, hey, hands in there. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just letting y'all know. All right. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. You guys know we appreciate every single like, comment, retweet, subscription, share, repost, all of it. Uh, We appreciate all our love. So, thank you for giving it. I'm Justice General Radford. That's the Hall of Famer. All right. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 not too many people that's that's in that class of player that can be nominated for the Hall of Fame. That's Ruben Brown, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to Ruben. Thank you uh for you know coming Appreciate it. Always good. <laughs> hey, we'll get back on and do something again real quick this week. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, All right sounds good. Peace, everybody. One love. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.